0: Take your Bibles. Turn with me this morning to the book of John chapter 4. Book of John and chapter 4. The verses that we'll be dealing with the next couple of weeks will be verses 31 through 42. Verses 31 through 42. Let's read this portion of Scripture this morning, beginning with verse 31. In the meanwhile his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another Hath any man brought him ought to eat? Jesus saith unto them My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye there are yet four months And then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying, true, one soweth, and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed labor, bestowed no labor, other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. So when the Samaritans come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. And said unto the Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. This morning... The first thing that we want to note in these verses is found in verses 31 through 34. And it is zeal, spiritual work. Let's read those four verses thinking about zeal for spiritual work. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Have any man brought him ought to eat? Jesus saith unto them My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. The disciples had gone into town. They had gone into town to buy food. And upon their return from town, and last week we saw that they returned and saw Jesus talking to the woman. And right after that, the woman left and she departed into the town. She departed into Sychar to tell others what Jesus had done for her. And his disciples, being concerned for his comfort, for the comfort of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the comfort of their Master, pressed him, pressed him to, to eat something. Who knows what time of the day it was now. It appears that when they came to the well, it was high noon. I mean, the sun was high. And it was hot. And they had gone into town to buy food. Who knows how long they'd been gone? Who knows how long this divorce had been going on with this woman. But it was getting on in the afternoon. And so it was stood to reason that, well, the disciples were hungry. Certainly, Jesus would be too. So they pressed him to, to eat of the food that they had brought. And in reply, he, he pointed them to what is far more important than physical food. At least for the moment. At least for the time being. Physical food had to take a back place to that which the Lord was doing sometimes physical food needs to take a place to us so that hey if we're presented if we're presented with an opportunity to witness to someone about the Lord Jesus Christ and witness what he has done for us and what he is able to do for them it does, It shouldn't matter how hungry we are at that point. Is it not more important at that point to be dealing with the spiritual? It is essential. Physical food... Is essential it is necessary to the sustenance of this body but it is not the first essential for what does that profit if a man gain the whole world he has plenty to eat his coffers are full but he loses his own soul to death, to destruction. So Jesus Christ declared, I have meat meat that ye know not of. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish, to complete His work. To tend to the spiritual work. The work for which Jesus came to do is what brought Him pleasure. It is what He hungered, thirsted for. He hungered and thirsted for the spiritual, to do the work of his Father, just as a, a good meal. In a little bit here, we'll be setting down to a good meal. I perceive that it will be a good meal. And that good meal will be pleasant. It will be delightful. And it will refresh these bodies, these human bodies. the will of the Father was as delightful, was as, as pleasant, was as refreshing to the Lord Jesus Christ as that physical food is to you and I. Or at least those of us that, that love to eat. <laughs> the Lord loved to be a spiritual. Tending to the spiritual needs of men and women. Turn with me to the book of Job. The book of Job in chapter 23. And look with me here at verse 12. Job says this concerning the spiritual he said neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips I'm not not going back I'm not disobeyed the commandments of God I've been obedient to the commandments of God I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food Boy, what one of us can say that? Do we do we esteem? Do we count the the words of his mouth, the word of God, more important than our necessary food? Do we count it as our necessary? I've got to have this. I've got to have this above all other food. That was the testimony of Job's lips. Jesus had said, turn with me to the book of John chapter uh, 8. The book of John in chapter 8. I think I remember this right. Yes, verse 29. The book of John chapter 8 and 29. Jesus said this. He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please Him. You see, the the heart and mind of, of the Lord Jesus Christ was to do always that which pleased the Father, that which honored and glorified the Father, to do His will. That was His necessary food, and that is what He proclaims to the disciples here in our text today. God's work was important. He said, my food, my meat, my necessary food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. (coughs) Excuse me. I ask you this this morning. What is our deal? What do we have a zeal for? What do we have a longing for? What do we have a passion for? Are we sitting there thinking about the meal that we're about to partake of? And a little bit? And how good and delightful it's gonna be? Do we have a zeal? Do we have a pursuit? Do we have a passion after things of this world? More than the things of God? More than the Word of God? More than telling others what Christ has done for us? Has Christ done something for you? Has He changed you? Do you know that He is able to change other sinners as well? Do we try? However weakly it may be to set forward His kingdom? The promotion of His kingdom? men and women brought into the kingdom of God out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God do we put in check that which is of the world where are the things of the world the things that we are striving for We ought to be promoting the kingdom of God. We ought to be promoting the will of God. What is the will of God? The will of God is to save His chosen ones. The will of God is for you and I to be telling others what He has done for us. And Then he will save those whom he has chosen. Joshua, turn with me to the book of Joshua, chapter 24. And I know we know this verse well, or at least a portion of it is quoted. Joshua says here to the nation of Israel, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, verse 15, if I didn't tell you the verse, Joshua twenty four fifteen. And if it serve, seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, does it seem a hard thing? Does it seem a, a chore Does it seem a burden? Does it seem a... a, I just can't do it. Choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, on the other side of the Red Sea, Before the crossing of the Red Sea, you see, the thought there is that they served the gods of the Egyptians when they were in Egypt. But God has brought them out from there to serve Him. Or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land. Ye dwell right now where you're at right now. The Amorites, they were, they were, they were, they had gone in to the promised land. They were in the land of the Amorites and all the otherites that dwelt in the land, and they had many gods. Are you going to serve those gods? Are you serving the gods of this world? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve Jehovah, the God of heaven and earth, the creator God, the sovereign, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God of heaven and earth. Turn with me to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 7, and verse 4, Romans 7 and verse 4, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should... Be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. You see, that's the purpose for us being in Christ Jesus. That is the purpose of us being dead to sin, is to bring fruit unto God. To serve him. That is that which we must do. Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. For we are his work created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We should walk. In those good works. Look what he said in, in Ephesians in the first chapter. And in verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Why? So that we might have a fire escape from hell. We should be holy. And without blame. Before him and love. Be holy. And that being holy. Being holy. We will be seeking to do. The will of him that is holy. And just. And good. Verse 12. That we should be. To the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, we, we are to be to the praise of His glory. We, we weren't saved for our own honor. We weren't saved for our own glory. We were saved to be holy, to bring honor and glory unto God. Our desire our passion be to do His will, to serve Him. Turn with me to the book of 1 John. Book of first John and chapter two in verse six. This is a a word of reflection. A word for each of us to reflect upon. He that saith, he abideth. In him, ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. You say you abide in Christ? Then you ought to walk even as Christ walked. How did Christ walk? His necessary food was to do the will of the Father and to complete his work, to finish his work. desire? Is that our passion? Let us do it with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. Turn with me to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians and chapter 3 verse 17 of Colossians chapter 3 says and whatsoever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by Him look at verse 23 And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, that is with your whole heart, as to the Lord, and not unto men. Whatever ye do, do it with all your heart, with all zeal, with, with eagerness, in serving the Lord. Jesus said in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, in verse 37, He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. If we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, we will be serving Him with our whole heart and eagerly to do His will. And Ephesians chapter six and verse six goes on to say, say more of the same not as men not as pleasing men, but as pleasing God. Every morning that you wake up, is that the desire and thoughts upon your heart? To that day be used to the honor and glory of God, to do that, everything that you do that day, to please Him, that was the heart and mind of the Lord Jesus Christ, where our hand finds to do in the work of the Lord. Let us do it with all our might. Let us do it with eagerness. Let us do it with urgency. It's important to do right now. Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verse 10 Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest we're all going to die some t- day we're all going to the grave one day and that which we're going to do for the Lord Jesus Christ we need to be doing it now we, the urgency is now we're not a guaranteed of another moment in life and the work of the Lord is great He's given us a job to do. He's given us a work to do. He's given us a work to complete, and we're to take it by the horn and do it. Let us walk in the steps of the Lord. First Peter. Turn with me, book First Peter. First Peter, chapter two. In verse 20. This passage separates the physical and the spiritual. Verse 20. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted when you face trials and, and, and you face troubles and, and you're scorned, maybe, for your faults, because of who you are, a sinner, vile, wretched man that you are, and you, you, you're buffeted because, because of that, what glory is it? if you should take it patiently. Sometimes we're more patient with men mistreating us because of who we are as a man than we do when we suffer for the Lord. I think. That's what he says here. But If, when ye do well, when you do the work of the Lord, when you do that which is upright, that which is good, and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. Not the other. You have no glory in the other in taking the, the buffeting of the world for your faults, for your sins patiently. You have no glory from God in that. But when you're doing that which is the work of the Lord and trials come upon you and you take it patiently as did the Apostle Paul then that's acceptable with God. Then you have glory of God. Oh that I could say with the Apostle Paul he said in to Timothy his letter, his second letter to Timothy he said in chapter 4 and verse 7 he said I fought a good fight I have finished my course I've completed my course, I've completed the task That was given me to do. I have kept the faith. I have not departed from the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. (laughs) Notice what it says. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day... And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. What is the apostle saying here? He, he, the apostle is saying here is because I love the Lord Jesus Christ and because I'm expecting him to come back and, and to give me, and to take me out of here. He said, I, I, I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. I've been faithful in doing that. I've completed the task that he's given me to do. And because of that, there's a crown that is laid up for me in heaven. There's a crown that is laid up for me in glory. And not to me only, but to all those who do the same. You see, what the apostle said here is our work and service for the Lord indicates Whether we're looking for His appearing. Whether we love His appearing, His coming back, His return. In other words, those that are most active in the work of the Lord are the ones that that are, are actively looking for the Lord to come back. He might come back he 's coming back he 's coming back and it might be today and though and there's a work to do' a lot of work to do and there is the urgency that is before me to complete the work that he 's given me to now Jesus does not change. And I know from listening to you all, and you know from listening to me, that we take great comfort in that thought that Jesus Christ never changes. And as saved individuals, we ought to take great comfort in the fact that He never changes. He who sat by Jacob's will and said that doing the will of the Father was his necessary food. Seeking and saving that which was lost was his necessary food. In the book of Luke and chapter 19 and Verse 10, Jesus said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That was his mission. That was his purpose. He came to seek and to save that which was lost, to heal the sick and diseased. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick he was always in one mind the book of John in chapter 10 and in verse 30 Jesus said I and my father are one we're one in essence we're one in mind we're one in will we're one in purpose He ascended into heaven and seated at the Father's right hand. He still delights. (laughs) He still delights in the Father's will being done, being accomplished. In the book of Luke, chapter 15. Luke chapter 15 and verse 10. Jesus said, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Oh, God delights. All of heaven delights in the chosen of God being brought to faith and repentance in Christ Jesus. There's rejoicing when one of God's chosen are saved, glory to God. Jesus still delights in the will and the completion of the work of the Father being done. Hebrews chapter 13 in verse 8 says to us, Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever. What is your zeal today? Do you have a zeal for the things of God or does your zeal and passion for the things of the world cloud, muddy your zeal for doing the will of God doing that which brings honor and glory unto him not the Lord Jesus Christ oh he was in the world as we are But He was not of the world. He said He's called us out of the world. He saved us out of the world. And we should be like He. We should walk in His steps. We should follow His leading. We should have the same mind as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and His zeal. Was for the spiritual. He said, That's my necessary food, is doing the will and the completing of, of the work that the Father gave me to do. Shall we stand heaven?